Welcome to the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Fola Shade Anuzie. First, Happy New Year. 2020 is officially in effect for us. I am excited about all the people that I'll be talking to this year, and I hope that you continue to listen, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, we are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, AudioMac, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. To kick things off, our first guest of 2020 is Chief Dr. Oladele Pajemiroku. Chief Pajemiroku is a Nigerian businessman, entrepreneur, investor, and venture capitalist. He holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Economics from the University of Ife, now Obafemi Awolowo University, and an honorary doctorate degree from City University of Los Angeles. He has more than 42 years of extensive experience in building businesses and creating wealth. His business empire cuts across entities such as Aiko PLC, Food Concepts and Entertainment, King's Guard Securities, Blue Chip Communications, to name a few. On the 15th of July 2019, he released his book, The Making of Me, My Odyssey in Business, which chronicles his life, his business war stories, and his tactical strategies for growing his companies and achieving success. Our discussion revolved around applying his business principles and philosophies to the Nigerian music industry and life in general. Chief Oladele Fajimiroko, welcome to the SNC podcast, sir. Welcome, Shade. You have been involved in, and you continue to actually be involved in various businesses. Yes. From farming to insurance and finance to manufacturing to oil and gas to shipping to commodities. Yes. Now, I may be wrong, but the entertainment industry seems to be absent from that investment portfolio, particularly when it comes to running a record label or production or publishing outfits. Is there a reason why? No, it was not just there was no reason. I do things as they come. So, so. yeah, because like I said, I was reading through your business philosophy in your book, which is the making of me, my artist in business. And you said that... Being dispassionate about every move that you make in the course of my business decisions and you always place the business entity first. And I was just thinking to myself that if you had to run a record label in Nigeria or maybe a production or publishing outfit or even an entertainment outfit, could you have to change your business philosophy just because you are dealing with art, emotions, people and money as opposed to the businesses that you are involved in now whereby it just seems like it's just strictly business. Do you think you'd have no, to? music is a business. No, it is. It's a business. So if it comes my way, if I see it as a profitable area, mm-hmm. not by playing. One of the many things that you have said is that one of the greatest things that a man or woman can do for him or herself is to make the best of what providence has bestowed on him. While weak people wait for opportunities, strong people make them. The best people are not those who have waited for chances, but those who see and seize them. And you particularly mentioned in your book that when the opportunity with TCAS presented itself, that was one of the foundations, that was actually the foundation on which your subsequent businesses were built. And that was the defining moment for you because you said that you seized that opportunity when it presented itself, right? Not totally correct. It's, the statement is correct. There's no manner from heaven. You must be able to identify an opportunity. But most important is 
they they found that I'm not the kind of person that follow the Joneses. I create my own path. Mm-hmm. The opportunity of Chicas came as a structured company. The business I was doing before then were not structured. It was a one-man business. Yes. The businesses. Now, okay, go ahead. We need to say something before I cut you off. Okay. Which I grabbed. And, yes. Uh, and the rest is <laughs> history. When you look at where Nigeria is right now, it's easy, not even easy, it's understandable that young people my age and people that are probably slightly older feel very hope. I guess hopeless is a word and dejected, especially when you hear about people that are moving to foreign countries like the UK, Canada and the USA because they feel like there is no hope for them to make, I guess, to achieve success in Nigeria. What advice would you give to them in terms of seizing an opportunity? when it comes, or even those who may... I don't agree with you. That I agree. People that move out or run away from an area uh, escaping challenges. You don't think Nigeria's challenges are peculiar? Uh, challenges actually encourages you to see opportunities. Why did I go to Croatia during the Yugoslavia war? That's true, you did. Huh? I said, I remember you said so. Um, yes. yes. I, 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 I go there. I saw the opportunity there that I could buy transformer for fifty percent of what was sold in UK by the same company that built the the Zagreb uh, factory. You know, I saw the opportunity that okay, I could get this, and I went on on the war front. Uh, the company was uh, was operating. Payment was made to Switzerland, and they shipped to Nigeria. So. Running away from Nigeria, I make my, my children an example. I have never told my children to come back after studying whatever degrees they had, or even my sister. They all came back. They are all successful in their various things. I thank God for that. But what about the arguments that Nigeria, the environment is not conducive. It's very frustrating for people who want to just have a small business. Just talk less of having a huge um, wealth of companies like you have, just someone who's trying to start a small business. There are so many obstacles for people to become successful in that. How can they go about managing that? It's not a matter of managing. Business starts out from a concept point of view. You know, if you are dreaming of a business, you are, you are, you are, you are not sure of what you are doing. You first and foremost conceptualize, you know, uh, what you want to do. I mean, what strata of the market do you want? Is it the children? Is it the newly born? Is it the middle class? Is it the upper class? You must identify the products and the market. Nothing stops you from starting something from nowhere. As long as that idea is solid enough, that's a, 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 there is some element of luck that could come your way. But sometimes you see some very aggressive young men. They may want to see someone like me for one thing or the other to start up. And they come, they're patient. Like I was was patient also. I told you I had to wait uh, for about two weeks every night in front of a minister's house. Yes, I remember yes, that. Yes, yeah. that's true. You know, the perseverance, the, the, you, like I say, it's not a dream. It's something you must get done. 
you must be a dual, never say die kind of a person. Uh, atmosphere, all right, is a, is a big excuse for people to run away. To me, if a difficult atmosphere creates opportunities for creative people. You know, so my advice is that people should stop lying to themselves using excuses of bad government. I don't know anybody in government. I don't deal with government. My companies, some of my companies deal with government. But I target the 200 million people, 150 million Nigerians. To target the products that they needed. Maybe it's 5 million uh, people you, you want to sell the, the goods to or services. You just make sure that production is good enough. Yes. That it can compete with the imported ones. Okay. Mm. I, I, yeah, I would like to go more into that, but I know that you have we have more we have you don't have we don't have much of your time here. So, um, you want to go deep? Yeah, because a lot. I was reading a couple of days ago that some people complain about the different fines that they receive. Like they have to have this receipt, you have to have that receipt, and the government comes to audit you. And as a small business who's trying to just pay the salaries of your staff. When the government is giving you different citations for things that you had no idea about, maybe they just created it out of thin air, it makes the ability for your business to, I guess, um, continue to thrive very, very challenging. So you see people that they start small businesses, eventually maybe they want to become an IECO in the future, but because there are so many citations, there are so many challenges, you have to speak to that person they feel like. Facing those challenges and overcoming it is what makes you an entrepreneur. Is not running away from it. They are human beings running the government. The person that made the law is a human being. You can approach the person and tell him this is the, this is wrong. If somebody just comes from the air and say you, have, you must pay one point something billion without knowing, without going through any documents of yours. Yeah, that's the issue that and people. You know, that yeah. The, if you are if you are sure of yourself, it will be no issue. In your book, you noted that the need to create a positive impression in business is another thing I learned from my late father, and it has served me well. My homes and cars are not only functional, but are also intended to make a statement. It is this that has informed my riding in customized Rolls Royces, a Maybach, and a customized Infinity, amongst many others. And I was thinking to myself that the industry, the music industry in Nigeria, or just the entertainment movie industry, is one of opulence, excess, perception. How can artists balance the need to be seen as being successful by having a flashy car or a flashy house when they don't have the money? How, what advice can you give to them? Like, oh, they want to be like you and ride in a Rolls Royce, but they don't necessarily have the resources to do you that. Know, artists are artists. You know, the way an artist thinks is totally different from, let's say, a normal person. Otherwise, you won't be an artist. Mm. So the management of funds are different, and not only here, abroad. Yeah, that's also. Mm -hmm. And you see them doing the wrong thing or doing the right thing, riding flashy cars and whatnot. You will know that those that last, though they ride flashy cars from their incomes that they're getting, they are investing. Um, Canon the footballer has done well, very well. That's true. Okay? Mm -hmm. He was able to invest. It's just like that. People are different. Mm -hmm. they, if you're able to identify just like any other business mm -hmm. that 
you got to save for tomorrow. Your wife and children have to live. Mm-hmm. You have to be responsible. You have to have a home. You know, you must have a goal, a vision. Yes. Whether you're a singer or a producer or whatever, you must have a vision of living. How are you going to live your life? Yeah. Are you going to bring up your children? How is your wife going to be comfortable with you? Yeah. You know, uh, and all this put together will make you make responsible decisions, decisions as to saving. There's no amount that is too small or too big to save it, depending on the individual. But you know that in a country like, not even a country like Nigeria, anywhere around the world, yes. especially if an upcoming artist, but I'm going to use Nigeria as an example. People feel like if you are not riding in these cars, you're not successful. If you don't have a maybe a gold watch or gold chain, whatever kind of car, if you're not you, you cannot you're not successful and you cannot be respected. So sometimes people may fall into the trap that I need to be respected through these material no, items. No, no, no. Respect is and is not is not uh, you know. Uh, riding a, 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 special, a special car by an artist is his choice. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's very serious. No, I know it, it is. It's applicable uh, in every sector. Yes, it is. That question is applicable to every sector. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you here that there was a period that uh, my wife wanted us to move housing in London to a house in Amsterdam for some few million pounds more than where we were, mm. which is now 37 years old. I didn't listen to her. Because I'm the one that is making the money. But because some people were buying houses there, and all of them at that time, all of them had to have sold those houses today. Oh. So if I had followed the yeah. Joneses, I would have probably followed, uh, I would have fallen yes. the same trap. Mm-hmm. Because the air you breathe in UK, you pay for it. They tax everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last year, the Central Bank of Nigeria announced a plan to support the creative sector through the creation of loan packages. And the rate is about 9%. Specifically, it says that if you apply for the loan and your proposal is accepted, I guess you can be granted up to 500 million naira. If you were a creative in Nigeria today who needed the funds, would you actually apply to get I will, if the honesty of the government is there. The problem is uh, in this country is always the honesty of the follow-up of the government. The consistency, or rather the inconsistency of the government. They say one thing, at the end of the day, you find that they that are saying it are the one benefiting, using the money for something else, rather than using it for what they claim to be using it. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I do. If it goes to the right quarters, of course. So you would apply if you, if you knew that the government was going to be consistent in following up. Yeah, but um, some people may be lucky. Maybe they are close to them and get it and do well with it. Yes. But I'm not, uh, I'm not the parameter. I don't have a parameter of uh, assessing everything. Okay. You mentioned that the success of my businesses has been based on the voluntary nature of the partnerships mutual trust, respect, communication, and the fact that we all shared a common interest. We have laughed over losses, something that could have broken friendships and partnerships under different situations. Now, that particular sentence, I, it made me think about the Nigerian music industry of artists signing to record labels. And you think that it is a symbiotic relationship. The artist wants to be successful with his craft and make money. 
and the label wants to obviously achieve success and provide profit to its shareholders. But a lot of times we see these situations go awry, whereby there's maybe contract violations. And when I read that statement from your book, I was like, well, here he is without talking about, sometimes he didn't even use contracts. It was based on mutual trust and communication. So what advice would you give to record labels and artists? Let's get one thing straight. Trust is trust everywhere in the world. And you'll be disappointed once or twice, mm-hmm. even on 90%. It doesn't matter. But when we click, hmm? mm-hmm. and you will see it, and success will come out of it. It does not mean that I... All the, oh, no, I, no, no, I obviously, yeah, you... Yes, no, mm-hmm. I know. So, but like I have seen, I have heard on the local TV from some of these artists talking about forming regulatory bodies for themselves that will make it easier. They'll be strict on how either the labeling or mm-hmm. the, you know, everything is should be organized. You know, um, if you're just a singularly successful person and you're thinking about yourself alone, it's absolutely not good for the society. But someone may have the gift of grouping, mm-hmm. unionizing yes. certain rules and whatnot. They've done it um, in, in the film industry, but they failed because of piracy and whatnot, because of enforcement. Okay, but I say again, it's not only in Nigeria. Oh, no, yeah. If there are regulations, you work with the regulations. If there are no regulations, you try and put regulations so that you can perpetuate. If you are not going to live forever, the industry can perpetuate itself. So we've seen a positive development in partnerships and private equity investments from foreign entities into the Nigerian music industry. We have Kopanda Holdings and The Maven and we have Warner Music Group and Chocolate City. Because you mentioned in your book that for Ayiko, you and your board agree that to take your company to the next level, you had to have... Long time ago. <laughs> yes. You had to have foreign partnerships, particularly foreign investments. And that was with the IFC, the International... What was it? The International Finance Corporation, which is a private... World bank. Yes, exactly. And they invested a lot of money into your company. So more P from source. Is it imperative for foreign investment to come into the Nigerian music industry in order for the industry to go to the next level? Let me help you out. Okay. You, as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, business builder, not a one-man business, Mm -hmm. you know, fund managers, they look for you. You don't look for them. They discover you. I want to invest in you because they've seen some consistency in what you are doing. It's not you looking for them mm-hmm. the other way around. So when they come, then you both sit down and talk and say, this is okay. Because it's, it's what we call in business OPM, other people's money, which you either borrow from the bank you know, for expansion to go to the next level. Yeah. So I'm sure it happens in the music industry or whatever mm-hmm. industry. Like local investors. Yeah. No, yeah. I, would, I, I do. I, I will tell you, I'm even financing some movies now. Okay, great. But I never want my name there. Yeah. Because that's not the area I want to be known for. You have just a few more minutes. So just to wrap up the interview before I go into the fun random questions, you ended your book discussing how you overcame alcohol abuse and you mentioned that your experience is worth sharing with the younger generation. 
Now, for artists and people in the music industry who feel that they need to use drugs or alcohol in order to be at an optimal level, what advice do you have for them? Alcohol or whatever, they're all habits. Either pay habits when you're in school or you pick it up as a corporate habit, cocktails and whatnot, and you overdo it. But most times, your body tells you, not your doctor. Your doctor just tells you what your body says, that, hey, you got to stop this thing. Mm -hmm. And you you will discover that you already have it in you, that you don't need anything to pep you up. So Mm -hmm. my advice all the time is do everything in moderation, whatever you are doing, but don't go on drugs. Any other than alcohol or whatever, in moderation, because the, the body do function better, actually. Uh, like Paul said in the Bible, a glass of red wine <laughs> is good for the body. You know, uh, yeah. any, any medical doctor will confirm that. Everything is moderation. Everything in moderation. Okay. Like me, I swim 2,000 kilometers a day. I've done it this morning. Staying fit is... I mean, I say 2,000, two kilometers a day, every morning, Monday to Sunday. So I don't stay in hotels that there's no pool. There's no pool. You understand? Yeah. So you understand your body, understand your genes also. Because I come from a background of high blood pressure on my father and my mother's side. So something I have to guide against. Yeah. The most important thing is exercise. Yes, sir. In moderation also. Not you should bring yourself <laughs> out and die on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into the fun random questions. Sir. The first question is, what was the last book that you read? Always the last book that I'm reading is the Bible. Okay. No book besides the Bible? No other book? No other book? Besides? Uh, Non-religious book? Uh, but off the curve, I, I read books because we have some groups that we exchange books. Mm. Book clubs? Huh? Like a mini book club? No, 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 no. Okay. Just friends. Okay. Just... Uh, People that like challenges, uh, some like autobiographies. Some of us like business autobiographies. Mm-hmm. Some of us read it to analyze and criticize it. So I, mean, I, I read any book. Okay. Any book that comes my way is my hobby. Second question is, what are the three things that younger people in business do that you find aggravating? The problem with most of them is they want to be a chief of American overnight. It cannot happen. It can happen if you're a commission, a commission agent with government. Hmm? Overnight you can get, if you, if your uncle is, can give you a big contract where you can earn commission or whatever. In the real sense of it, you have to start really, in any line of business, to put a structure in place. Because yeah. the structure puts the checks and balances. Mostly, this is what they miss out. That's one of the questions I had for you, but because of time, when mm-hmm. I talk, that was one of the questions that I had for you about, you're very key about structure and corporate governance. But because of time, I know that. I didn't want to really go Structure and corporate governance, they all go together. Mm-hmm. So for you, like the, the, the main issue for you would be like people trying to become Chief as a miracle overnight without going through the process. Okay. Third question is organic growth. Yes, organic growth. Organic growth. Not fly by night. Third question is out of these four personal characteristics, pick two 
integrity, respect, compassion, or honesty? All. Oh, they go together. Huh? I said they go together. They go together. All right. Final question. You can only make one choice out of the three songs. Jafumi by King Sonia Day, Kete Kete by Ebenezer Obey, or My Way by Frank Sinatra. I will group Frank Sinatra with Ebenezer Obey. Wisdom, reality, pitings uh, of Sonia Day. There's wisdom in, in them. Uh, where they all do their research. But to these singers, I wish like Ebenezer will be advising this interview that they do a lot of work in composing to make sense. Mm. Yeah. The beats are there. The beats, I mean, he's the only one in the he's reigning in the world right now. But the wordings, the lyrics, the messages, yeah. the lyrics, what messages are you really... Conveying. Well, yeah. thank you, Chief for the Miracle. I wish you luck. Thank you so much, sir. You have been listening to the SNC podcast. The podcast is produced and edited by me, Walashade Anozie. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can stay updated. The podcast is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, AudioMac, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for the SNC podcast, which is all one word. Also, Follow us at the SNC Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'll be back in another two weeks with a new episode. Thank you for listening.